guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Paul's Podcast, my first solo episode in a very long time. This week, we're talking about the most, if not one of the most, requested topics and videos. We're doing sex, the birds and the bees. We're talking about it. Let's uh, mentally prepare to put it all out there. So, I have my cards with us for our questions and answers from Instagram. Also, where'd I put it? If anything gets too vulgar or vile or too saucy, naughty, naughty, naughty. That's getting pressed, and it's it's night, so I can't do the coffee. Second favorite, strawberry acai. All right, so I'm gonna be moving back and forth from the phone to the cards because everything is everywhere. So first off, I wanted to start off with how does a textbook define sex? How does our good friend Merriam-Webster define sex? So, Miriam says, sexual touching in any contact with the breasts, buttock, groin, or genitals, or touching another with one of these body parts, or making another touch you or themselves with or any of these body parts for the purpose of arousing, satisfying their own sexual desires. Wow. Okay. Um, that, that's really wordy. Miriam, you put your soul into that, and I can appreciate it. My definition of sex, how would I define sex? I think sex is something that is very situational, and that doesn't make sense, so I'm going to elaborate. I think that my definition of sex would be two people who are fond of each other, not necessarily love each other, fond of each other, and going to do a private thing behind closed doors. And I think that definition of sex has gotten lost in translation of it being a private thing done by done behind closed doors. Nowadays, like everybody wants to know who's having sex with who, what's going on during that sex. You know what I mean? And it's just all a lot. And I want we're going to be elaborating more on the situational aspect of it. So first, I want to bring it back to the roots. When did we all first hear about sex? When did we start hearing about sex? I can tell you exactly, I have two encounters with sex, I guess you could say, right? So my first would be, I was eight years old, and as any kid now in days, which is kind of sad to say, but I have my iPad and I was like, what do boobs look like? So I went to YouTube and typed in naked girl boobs, as opposed to naked what boob. So I typed in naked girl boob. So nothing came up. So then I was like, huh, maybe I'll try on demand. Okay. So I was petrified of locking my door. So I closed my door. I put a beanbag chair up against the door. All right. I pull down my remote from the top shelf of the TV and I'm like, boobs, on demand boobs. Um, can't find them. That would be nice. Can't find them. So I was like, fuck, I'm in a predicament. I got, I want to see some naked girl boobs. So I went over to Safari. I did not know what that was, and I was like, maybe this will help. And I sure as hell found it, and it took me down a loophole that led to, I'm going to say approximately 600 pages, 600 tabs worth of porn. Holy fuck, what does an eight-year-old do with 600 tabs of porn? Well, the only thing an eight-year-old could do, I would hide them every night by looking up Zach and Cody and turning my iPad off and going to bed. Okay. If you're wondering what happened with that, one day I was sitting on the floor with my dad and we were looking up some YouTube video and he was like, holy fuck, why is there a hairy vagina in my face? And I was, I started screaming. I didn't know what else to do. 
And I had a long talk with my parents that night, as you can imagine. My second encounter with sex, my second encounter with sex, a little older. Now I'm at middle school age. I'm fully aware. You know, I think I'm fully aware. I know what's going on. I'm like, all right, sex is ABC. I'm at the Boys and Girls Club waiting for my mom to pick me up after school care. And this, I want to say about 15-year-old, this real scrawny 15-year-old, God bless him. He was talking about him and his girlfriend having, I, I guess, sex that night. So I was like, this, I got to hear. This is too good. So me and my friends are like, let's go. We go over and we're listening to him. And I'll never forget the story because it's funny to look back at and see like everything that was wrong. And he's just going in and he's giving detail and a lot, a lot of mishaps, which is normal, right? We would all come to find out, but a lot of mishaps. And he's like, you know, um, you know, parts are going into parts. Um, things are, condoms are breaking. Uh, you know, things are, things are not too, um, not too oiled up, well oiled up. And, you know, I, listening to it, I was like, holy fuck. Like, this is intense. This is sex. Like, this is what sex is. It's the this intense thing, and things don't go wrong, but maybe it'll come out in something good. And now looking back, it's like, holy fuck, it, if a dog is thirsty and the bowl is empty, it needs water. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So that's what was wrong there. But that was sex for me. That was those two things. And it's funny with sex because no matter how old we are, it still feels like something a little, like, dirty to say. You know, it's like sex. It was like, did someone ever say that? It's an uncomfortable word. Maybe we need to change the word. I don't know. We can get into that. Moving on from what sex was for me growing up. I think that we all, like I said earlier, in this day and age, kind of found it around the same time, right? We were all probably, I want to say anywhere from 8 to 11. You're You're at least getting the first thought of maybe not sex, but, like, naked girl boobs you know, boobs on demand, maybe that type of thought. And, and that's when we all start to hear about it. When did we all start to really learn about it? I'm going to go with not through like friends or overhearing people. Um, the seventh grade was my first sex at class. Max, when was your first sex at class? Seventh grade? Eighth grade, I think. Okay. But seventh, eighth grade. Fifth grade is when they started telling you about like how your body, and they alluded to sex in fifth grade. Yeah. They alluded to it, but they yes. never straight up said like yes. what you're going to be doing. But they explained how your body was going to change and what that's for, but they never said what it's for. That's and true. Stuff. Yeah, fifth grade. I remember that class specifically. My, my friend passed out when he heard about this stuff and had to go to the nurse. Wait, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. So I didn't pass out. Did you pass out? No, I didn't. I didn't do it. I was like, wow. This I firmly didn't pass out. They gave us free deodorant. So I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> What's with the deodorant? So eighth grade, seventh grade, I'm learning that, you know, I'll never forget the way this man put it. He was a, a middle-aged man, very overweight. Normally I wouldn't add that in, but he was rude as fuck. So I'm going to add that in. And just not someone you want to hear teach you about sex. You know what I mean? And he's just telling you part A is to go in part B and it's going to result in a baby and don't get AIDS. That was his big one, AIDS. I was like, where is he getting this from? Don't get AIDS, don't get herpes, and stay away from genital warts. So that was like three things to keep in mind. So I was like, thank you very much. That was, that was all I learned. That was all I learned. 
And he made it very clear from day one, he didn't want any street words being named. So it was penis, vagina, sperm, baby. And I was just like, okay, I'll do with that what I will. And I feel like everybody else can kind of relate to that. That's when you first technically learned about sex. And that is such a disadvantage to me. To me, I think that's a disadvantage because there's so much more to be taught about it. As time went on, you know, time went on, meaning as we progressed out of 2016, we realized no one is talking about gay sex. No one is talking about the benefits of sex because there are benefits and it can be for pleasure and it doesn't have to be this horrible thing where, you, you know, you die and get this STDs. Nobody was talking about this. Nobody was talking about ways to prevent getting pregnant. They were just telling you don't. So it was kind of like this aha moment we had as a society. I don't know when, but we did. And I think it's important. I say all this because I had someone reach out when I was doing these questions on my story. And they said this quote that was so meaningful that I want to say. And it was in regards to gay sex. And it made me look at things in a whole new light. And they said, first of all, the subject of sex is also subjective. I always get asked what, quote, gay sex is and how it even qualifies as sex. If you aren't doing X, Y, Z, how can it be sex? Sex is what a person considers sex to be. And with women especially, it's individualistic. I thought that, like, I read that and I audibly gasped because I thought that was phenomenal. I thought, so it made me look at things in a whole new way and it made me realize a, sex is situational, and B, why did I not learn anything about sex that wasn't hetero sex growing up to say? You know, so lack of education system, lack of this, lack of this. Where am I going with this? I'm going to tell you. So to take us into what I, I want to stop saying sex. I want to stop saying sex. Saying sex so many times makes me feel like that. What does... What is sex today? I'm done with that word. What is sex today? So it's a mix of things, right? You have hookup culture. You have you have what your friends are telling you, what you're experiencing. And it just all comes together to make this mishmash. And you're like, what am I supposed to be doing? And when you're younger and you're in middle school, you're like, what am I as a fat 13-year-old supposed to be doing? That's me personally. So you don't want to hear what your teacher's saying. You don't want to hear the storytelling. It was like through oral storytelling as if we were like early settlers in 1612. I don't. And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, did you hear that blah, 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 had sex in the shower before class and before school? Like, we're 13 years old. Don't tell me about 13-year-olds having sex. You know, I mean, now, please don't now. But as a 13-year-old, well, I'm lying. Like, as a 13-year-old, I was kind of like, really? What else did they do? (laughs) But. But it was just like, why? Why? I want to know why. So I'm moving around a lot in this episode, and I said I would because I'm moving on to the cute parts. I want to take away with a QA and a we did on the Instagram story. I first learned about sex when? My best friend in the third grade told me. Okay, Val. On a field trip in the seventh grade, I heard someone say they were losing their virginity, and I thought it meant seeing someone naked. I first learned about sex when I thought a blowjob was blowing air on a dick. Okay, I don't think that's sex as a whole, but that's something to be heard. 
I first learned about sex when I looked it up and showed my friends. Oh, you were that kid. Okay. I first learned about sex when I got caught watching porn in the sixth grade. Real. I first learned about sex while watching Friends. TV shows, movies, media. Moving into the topic. I think that while growing up, besides all these horrible things that I already talked about, this idea of the act, because I'm done saying that word, was painted for us, right? It was like, it's going to be this thing, and suddenly you're going to be making out a lot, and then the lights are going to turn off, and it's going to go to a black screen, and then you're going to wake up next to each other in the morning. And that I believed it. I was like, okay, that makes sense. I also seem to say I thought babies were made by a man and a woman kissing on their wedding day. I thought, wouldn't that be easy? I thought that's how the baby was made. So it was just a lot of misinformation. And as we said, with the overexposure in the media and just porn being just at our fingertips and the failed sex ed classes, we never found out. So it's almost to say, are we supposed to on our own find out about what sex is? I did my fair share of research for this week's episode and going way, way back, and I'm, ta- I'm not talking the 50s, I'm talking like 1820, when a woman was being sent off to her suitor, on the night before, her mother would sit her down and explain to her, like, hey, this guy's going to try to come on to you. And she was like, are you fucking kidding? And mom was like, I'm not fucking around. So is that still how it's supposed to be? Or are we for ourselves supposed to realize, you know, I'm a history buff. And Queen Victoria's mother said to her, on the night of your wedding, lay back, let him do his job and think about your not empire, motherfuck, this is not important. Think about your, the, um, um, imperial colonies. What the fuck? Like, that's weird. First of all, Queen Victoria's mom is weird for that. Second of all, is that what we're supposed to be doing? Should we be laying back and thinking about our imperial colonies while being fucked? No. Wait, that, I shouldn't have said fucked. Hold on, that was messed up. No, Should we be doing that? No. How did I learn about sex? My dad sat me down after, as a kid, I was so annoying. I was always asking questions. Mom, tell me this. Dad, tell me this. So my dad sat me down and he was like, well, Paulo, you want, you want to know how babies are made? And I was like, yes. And he was like, and he explained it very well. He explained it very well. He told me, you know, a man and a woman, they love each other. And he did a good job. Kudos to my dad. And I was like, but dad, where am I? You know, like, where am I while this is happening? He's like, you're not, you're not alive yet. I couldn't fathom that. And I was like, and my dad said up in heaven, you know, he wasn't going to say you were sitting my testicle. So that was disgusting. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Wait, that was, that was really foul. That doesn't double. Naughty, naughty, naughty. I apologize to anyone watching this. So, so I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. We never talked about it again. That's how taboo sex was in my house. And I learned from talking with people as you grow that it was like that for them too. Where do we find a happy medium? I don't know, guys. Don't come to me. Like, I, no, I'm kidding. Come to me. Where do we find a happy medium in this? I think that sex being situational was the biggest piece of advice I ever heard. Because so many things come out of it, right? Like, sex as an act is fairly simple. Two people doing their own thing privately. And then 
as a whole, it has different categories, right? You have, you know, you have a lot of things. You have gay sex, you have kinks, you have, you know, like, also, this is a big one. I, wait, somebody sent it in. Somebody sent it in. I am a mess today, I'll be honest with that. Yeah, someone said this up. Growing up, I thought sex was only for straight people. That That's the point I wanted to get at. Sex is sex. Like, love is love. Hold on. Like, love is love. Sex is sex. What, what did Lady Gaga once say? No, no, no. Hold on. Guys, I'm taking a bigger point out of this. It doesn't matter if you love him. Or capital H-I. Sex is sex. So I don't get why that's a different category, and then there's kinks, and then there's, you know, and then there's orgasm gap. That's a big one. So it's all this bullshit. And what do we get out of it? We have a lot of unhappy people. I feel as if I'm making no sense. Moving on. So. This all takes us to our first time, right? Like, first time. It's a timeline. I think if you really look at it, it's one big timeline. Because you're growing up, and then you're in middle school, and then you're high school, and everybody gets to that first time age, right? So, I'll never forget when I was at that first time age, which we defined in middle school as 16. We thought that was a great time to lose your virginity. And everybody was, like, prepping for it. Like, it was, like, the next coming of Jesus, like, everybody was like, okay, like, I better prep because I'm 13, but in three years, I'll be losing my V. So, we were prepping, we were prepping, we were prepping, talking about my friends and I, and 16 came, and 16 went. And there was, there was no virginity lost. And I'll never forget, I was talking to one of my friends once, and they were like, I'm so upset. And I was like, why are you upset? And they were like, our neighbor, they said our neighbor's name, lost his virginity and I was like okay and they were like and we didn't and I was like fuck like you wait you're on to something we didn't what the hell that's another like gross what the hell moment just more examples of society painting sex out to be something bigger than it was you know what I mean so all this to say what do we feel sex is now I feel sex shouldn't be taken as lightly as it is now. I feel sex is an exchange of energy. I feel sex is gross. I'm saving myself for ma marriage. Okay, you're about. I feel sex shouldn't be so hush-hush. I feel sex is the greatest expression of love. That is so fucking nice. I think that sex is all those things. Sex can be you sex. Sex can be me sex. Sex can be not we sex. Not we sex. We can't have sex. Naughty, naughty, naughty. But sex can be anything we want it to be. That's what I wanted to get at here. Okay? Because people really... I think when people were suggesting this video, you know, this topic, they were thinking it was going to be a lesson. And how do you teach someone something so natural? That's really what I wanted to get at. I don't think it's something to be taught. It's something to be experienced and learned and taken lightly. Things... It, harm. A lot of harm can come out of sex, which is sad to say, right? So, it's almost like we can't let it fall into the wrong hands. No. Anyone is capable of sex. That sounds ridiculous. But it is from experiencing and learning ourselves 
and learning through better educational systems, yada, yada, what have you, how to not have better sex, because I think we're all on the mission to have better sex, but how to, how to, how to not, I don't fucking, what the fuck am I trying to say? How to just live and just be and just have sex. Because sex is natural and it's not this gross thing and it's not something I can sit and preach to you and tell you, you know, you have to do, you have to put your leg over your head and do a 360 to have the best orgasm of your life. It's not what we're sitting here to do. But that's my message. I really, truly think that covers it. These cards here were funny, vulgar. People said some some things. Um, I wanted to end on a funny note, so we're going to talk about some kinks people said they enjoyed. And these really took me by surprise. So, size kinks. And then, so, followed by that, they said, both penis size and human size. I th- You need a lobotomy. Um, spanking, okay? Mommy and dad, okay, th- that's normal. Someone said eyes. I didn't know what that meant. Someone said C and C. That means consent, no consent. No! Like, that sounds horrible. Consent is key. Ass-eating is... Ass-eating is not for the faint of heart. Okay. Okay. Feet are okay. All right. That that was... That was the kinks. That's how I'm ending this episode. So, guys... What an episode. I mean, what, how do you do this? You know what I mean? Fuck. Don't... Don't... Don't listen to this without headphones on. Take away from this the good points, because there was a lot. And take away the funny points. And get out there. Just damn buzzer. Get out there and be naughty, naughty, naughty. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode. Tune in next week for actually a very, very big episode. Okay, not very, very big, but a very special episode. And if you're not following the socials, what are you doing? Follow Paulo at podcast on Instagram, Paulo's Podcast on Twitter, and thank you for joining me here for another great episode of Paulo's Podcast. Mm-hmm.